Jump in. Jump. Go ahead. Jump. Jump. Jump around. I feel like uh, I feel like Stranglehold should be playing or something that sounds like <laughs> that in the background to start this one off. Nice. One, two, three, four. I don't know. I don't know. I'll consult you guys on the music in this film, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Halloween edition of Indecisive Opinions. Spooky season. <laughs> it's air. <laughs> so we got the boys and we're doing a movie because our... Evil Dead trilogy uh, got kind of fucked by the recording audio slave gods, and uh, we're doing a bonus episode, and the episode was recommended by somebody, and just the synopsis alone made the two guys here want to watch it. So, We Summon the Darkness from 2020 is the movie. It might say 2019, but it's actually 2020. Uh, Here we are, gentlemen. You're going to have to give me your takes since I saw this movie when it came out, and I think that's it. Who wants to go first? Um, all right, so... Joey. My brain is totally fried at the moment, but... Okay, do you um, want me to go first? No, 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 no. Well, it, good it, thing it we're doing this exact thing that we do. No, 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 hold up. It fits the movie because... Your brain is fried. You know, uh-huh. I was, I was, I was, you know, partaking with the hippie, you know. Uh, I get, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the hippie. Yeah. It's it's nineteen eighty eight. It's nineteen eighty eight. Everybody's smoking on the hippie. We were totally all alive back then. <laughs> I was not by a long shot. Lou, were you six months old, or was that the next year? That was the next year. I uh, was a twinkle a in bitch. someone's. I was a twinkle in someone's eye, though. At that point, <laughs> they're they're getting ready to to insert. Correct. <laughs> so, Joey, go on with your oh, hippie reference. All right. So, I love the cheesy like whole. It's not like super cheesy or anything. I don't even know why I said that, but I mean, it kind. I mean, it, yeah, it is and it isn't at points. It's like it's just a cool movie, you know. It's got. A whole thing. It's got a weird twist. It's got yeah, everything you want to see in some sort of eighties wannabe, you know, <laughs> flip t- type of movie. You know, I don't know. Eight, some eighties nostalgia. I had a grab. whole thing in my head, but it it like I got lost. <laughs> you saw me enter the chat with the name Boob McSplooge, and you've never understood anything after that moment. Yeah, pretty much question existence <laughs> following that discovery of that name yes uh i don't know where it came from i just wanted to log on to the thing and it wasn't letting me at first so lou <laughs> discuss <laughs> uh so i definitely so for, to to put this out there like as far as like the subsection of like music that they were exploring they were trying to i think walk a, a line between like glam hair metal and trying to dip their toes into like aspects of like the the hardcore you know the harder 80s metal because like the band sounded like it couldn't make up its mind if it wanted to be molly crew or iron maiden and it was very irritating it sounded like the band (laughs) very irritating diamond or merciful fate 
Yeah, did you see that? See things. See That's things why I that are stranglehold. Because things like, that are not in my, things are not that are not my wheelhouse. It's like oh, it, me I, neither, sir. <laughs> so it's like you know, Joey. I know that you and I have met, like talked about this before ad nauseum, but it's like pretty much like Bathory and Venom. That's like really my. That's where it kind of starts and stops. Um, yeah. For me, with like the the darker shit. So it's like what I so the in a nutshell, getting back to like the movie itself. I thought this was an interesting take on a time in the United States where there was kind of this persecution of like individuals that may or may not have identified as Satanists and whether yes. or not they identified as Satanists properly or not, because there's a lot of confusion. Now, this movie kind of posits that there was a concerted effort by like the religious right to kind of frame and like stage a lot of these things. And there were aspects of that that did occur maybe not to this extent, right? This is definitely a glorification, but like it explored kind of all of those elements plus tying in like the evangelical fraudster that's pocketing money, the whole, the tinge of like drug use, like, Oh, there's cocaine involved, you know, like it's (laughs) just like, it's this whole like amalgamation of, of, of trying to capture the, the times, right. Or at least what we've been told, what it was like during that, the midst of the whole satanic panic. But like, yeah, the, the, the other thing that I kind of, I guess I liked about it is that it didn't, to me, it didn't really do, there wasn't anything new in the movie. It was kind of familiar territory, but like the way in which they arranged it was new yes. because I, I don't know as if I've ever seen a movie where, you know, th- something is being, there's this scheme to prop yes. up like these murders and the church benefits from that or uh, an, a, a, a rogue agent of the church, I guess. Right. So it's like, right. and I'm sure, I'm sure some fuckhead that's like, well, actually this movie is like, the, it's like, all right, well, I haven't seen anything <laughs> quite like this before. And, and it was, you know, it was, it was fun. You know, it was a fun, uh, it was a fun ride. It did feel, there was a couple of moments that were kind of slow, but like overall, like, yeah. you know, I, I thought for it being what appeared to be an independent film, um, kudos. Let me ask you this. Was this a kudos. Canadian film? Um, not, not to my knowledge. So they all sound American. So the reason yep. I'm asking is I noticed that they did a very good job of trying to like all of the, the props you know, the brands, you know, they get picking up the Joel Cola, like yeah, the Twinkies. The so yeah. I, I caught, I caught something that made me question whether or not this was in Canada or not. So when they're in the pantry, there is a, there's a box that uh, it's five alive. Now, if you guys have never been to Canada, five alive is basically the Canadian equivalency of high C in a sense. Uh. So, so it like that was the only thing that I saw because obviously the license plates say Indiana, fucking Knoxville's from Tennessee, I believe <laughs> originally. You know, like it didn't make sense uh, in that regard. But that was the only other thing. But yeah, it's, it's getting back to the original thing, I thought this was a this was a fun take on on familiar territory. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I uh, I guess first time watching it i just really didn't expect it to go like it sets you up with the expectations of these girls are gonna do some shit and it's gonna go in that direction and the movie could honestly probably end in like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and and that's that's also i mean i think that's a 
whatever component or proponent of why I liked it because of how immediately following that, like, like just trouble ensues, like shit keeps going wrong. You know, I'm a real big fan of movies where like shit keeps going wrong. It just Uh seems very horror movie. Like it's Uh not working out for anybody in this film. Like it keeps bouncing between teams here. And I'm always kind of wondering like, what is going to be the outcome? Like, Right when I start this movie and I know going into it, I'm literally like, so who's going to survive, the girls or the guys? Like, easily, it could go either way. And I enjoy trying to, like, you know, the mystery aspect of, like, figuring it out and just shit going wrong. It's like, Joey wasn't too far off. Like, there's definitely some cheesy lines, like, I think on purpose. I feel like this is, I would say, like, a dark comedy because it does somewhat like like 70 80% blend the comedy and like the suspense shit in my mm-hmm. opinion at least uh-huh. like it's not like fucking scream obviously but for having like all these dumb little like quips in like serious moments you know i was kind of surprised cuz i would like i'd i'd laugh like when kovacs would say something after like a really serious moment you know where like someone else would be like dude shut the fuck up like on the edge of their seat and i'm just like breaking out of the seriousness because it's like (laughs) dude (laughs) dude dude needs a tampon because he's bleeding a lot i like this joke this is funny i I enjoy this character like that yeah i just i felt like i enjoyed the blend of it and getting back to what lou said about 80s satanic panic yada yada ding dong music that we don't listen to or i don't listen to uh it I wasn't alive back then, so I'm sure people that are older than us are the ones that were like, fuck this film, that's not what it's like. But, you know, it's I'm not taking it as a period piece of 1988. I'm just taking it as, like, a dark comedy horror type movie, you know? I don't mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. So, um, uh, firing back at Lou, not listening to the music, but there is the aspect of this where basically when they're going to kill the guys and they're like, we're not fucking Satanists, you dumb bitches or whatever. Like they're just, you know, pissed off, ready to die. And the girls yeah. are like, we don't give a fuck. You dumb asshole cock douchebags. It's like, we don't care what you are. You look like you are that the mm-hmm. news will tell everyone that you are that like, you know, we're going to do what we do. And then the media is going to fill in the gaps. They're going to fill in the rest, essentially. I like, yes, that aspect of the dirty pastor and whatever. Like, I really like that tie-in. I feel like that's where a lot of people were like, fuck this. It's not that straightforward. But No, that was important. It's important. And also, even if you don't identify with the music, I think it's probably why I wanted you guys to see this. Because it's another green room scenario where this could have been us. Do you understand? This yes. could have been us. If Lou was not married and felt the need to want to get laid or whatever, because he has the exact same like fucking punk jean jacket that the character Ivan has. So I thought it was really funny how he doesn't identify with the music, but you have the exact same jacket that that character has. Lou. You got <laughs> pins on it and you're just like five inches shorter than him and you don't have a mustache. Thank God. Like you got nice handlebars on your mustache. If you do, you don't have his porn stash that does not look good on him. But the, uh, you the, do dress the part, my sir. And that is why we could have died because of the way you assholes dress. I'm out here wearing my fucking descendant <laughs> shirt, looking like I wear khakis, normal Joe with my PF flyers on. But these girls would see you guys and then be like, we're going to pen them as 
Satanists because they dress like this. You know what? So, you, you know, I don't. What, what instrument did the guy who survives at the end play? I'm sorry. I just I forgot. What was what was it? Anyone remember? He, he was he was a drummer that was abandoning his friends. Oh, right. you're an ass. Oh, <laughs> abandonment, Mike. You know what? I have abandonment issues, so that's the last thing I need right now. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, what I liked most about the the Ivan character was the fact that like <laughs> he was willing to just say it like it is. You know, like he was he, he was... also the bass player. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I do what? bass and some synth, some backups. I was just like, this dude is a large version of Lou. This is hilarious. <laughs> it was it was nice. It was nice because both both the drummer and obviously the bass player Ivan, like they both had those moments. Um, where they were interacting directly with the main Christina Diderio or whatever her name is like Alexandra the main, Alexandra Diderio uh, interacting <laughs> directly. So obviously Ivan was like kind of spewing off, being like, you know, this is bullshit. You guys are fucking pawns, whatever. Like, being, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- this I is do, all I bullshit. I do love. I do love how he goes off in that moment, even though you know what's going to happen. Oh yeah, much. yes, <laughs> and and what sticks to I, his guns. Yes, exactly, hundred percent. And what I also like about fucking the drummer has that interaction too, because he has the the lovely um, he has the lovely pentagram like necklace, and yes. basically yeah. like they are asking what that means to him. It's defiance, like all this defiance. stuff. Defiance, yeah, great, and, great lines right there. Honestly, I really enjoy it's, that. <laughs> it's nice to see that like representation because a, a lot of that, like a lot of the imagery, you know, a lot of it gets perverted, whether it's by the media or whether it's by people who just like are attracted to an image versus like, right, there's exactly. actually, a, there's a little bit more to it, but there's also a lot less to it, if that makes sense. Yes, you know, and that's, like, and that's the same, like you know, uh, bouncing back dynamic of how I'm joking that you dress like that, dude, and then I'm wearing the nothing shirt like the drummer. You know, mm-hmm. he's not exactly dressed. He's got a mullet, you know. I guess. I mean, he has a pretty deep V-cut shirt on and dude, a mullet. I, you, that blue shirt that I wear all the time is so deep. Everyone talks about my little hair poking out of my neck. I don't mean for it to be, but I stretched it out. So, so that that's my excuse honestly i'd probably identify more with kovacs anyway but i'm not the lead singer so joey can be him because he seems like he's really stoned out i guess i was just trying fit, to we can just I, fit our parts you know like i was trying to figure it out so so kovacs he he identifies as the front man so are they uh, yeah so he sucks at the guitar which is why i don't want to say he's joey because that's like obviously untrue correct correct it was just it was very interesting how they kind of like framed that where i was like wait a minute what so are they a three-piece with no guitar but he's a guitarist who isn't great at guitar like it was just a very what it's gotta be it was a very it was a very interesting uh the hair metal the 80s the guitar player was just thick or something couldn't go to the show maybe they (laughs) they had mick mars dude but he couldn't make it for this one yeah he's just a little too old they have to keep the rule of threes in this yes correct readily apparent but um no so as someone who dresses like that lou are you would you call yourself uh, a (laughs) satanist or or, uh uh, an anarchist or a jesus lover you know if you had to choose what are you are we going i mean i i definitely would not identify with two of those let's just put it that way (laughs) (laughs) he's not here to share guys we're just saying he's the guy ivan in this movie all right no it's the thing is it's like i i it's like personally it's like i believe 
I believe personally that like the discussion of anarchism in 2021 is, is complicated because it takes, it takes a very complex concept and it, and attempts to adapt that to like the modern, like 21st century Western ideals. So unless yes, you and these compl- dudes are in the eighties, <laughs> correct. Which, which is even more, it's the thing is, it's like, it's not saying that it can't be achieved, but like, you, you also have to understand like the, the, I guess like the, the overall landscape, like of the world and like right. the global power structures that exist, whether it's like through central banking, whether it's through like just massive, like trade blocks of countries, like to be like, well, I'm anarchist. I'm an anarchist. It's like, well, what does that mean? Well, it's the absence of, of central rule. It's like, yeah, okay. Right. So like, I, I feel like when people are like, well, I'm an anarchist. It's like, there's a lot to unpack with that. And it's like when people self-identify as like Satanists, I think a lot of that, there's a lot to unpack there because everyone kind of has their own interpretation of it, even though, in my opinion, it's not that complex. But I feel like people through being fucking like marginalized from people like having their parents like shove like, well, this is bad, you know, like basically what the church did, like everyone has these, these very lofty ideas of like what it means to be a Satanist. And it's like, the, I think to me the the biggest misunderstanding is that like it's more as far as lo, the the kind of like the classic like Levian like air like era of like Satanism, it's a philosophy. It's not mm-hmm. a religion. Although they did adapt like the Black Mass to pervert like Christian Christian masses and things like that. So like there's two aspects of it. It's a parody in in some regards of like you know the actual like act and the ritual of like a, a, a church mass. But on the other hand, in my opinion, it sits more of a, as a philosophy. So it's very personal. It's a very one-on-one thing and how you treat individuals within like your surroundings. So, yes. so like when you have people, when they try and boil it down to this like very simplistic thing, well, it's an image, right? Yeah. Use it, using the same things like anarchism. It's like, well, I'm an anarchist. It's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like to you. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's not as cut and dry, you know? Correct. It's, it's very Pacific. I always get a kick out of movies that or, or shows or whatever, like when they had, when they take something like that, when they take something that's very personal to a lot of people like Satanism and they run with it. And it's like, well, let's see where this is going to end up, because I know there's going to be, you know, the fucking go to Mendez somewhere. I'm going to see Baphomet. Like, I already hey, know what to expect. I, know, I already know that. what to expect. There he is. There it is, right there. Everybody knows. Yep. I already know. I already know what to expect, but I'm wondering what route they're going to take. And that I think was, as you had pointed out, Mike, and I think Joe, you had alluded to it as well. Like, that's the one thing I, I think that this movie did a very good job of is that it's like it's just showing like we don't give a shit. We yeah. are staging this to push a narrative. Yeah, because they also have the Christianity like aspect yes. being all fucking, you know pissed all over essentially and i feel like that's anybody remotely too christian or catholic who watched this mm-hmm. movie is uh they they ta- they tapped out like half an hour in you know so mm-hmm. it can be so that's why i was like i know i know where you're at and so as you heard folks he did not say anything about the jesus loving one but uh there's there's possible satanists whatever you want to say that could be offended by this or or not be stoked about the way it's portrayed and the same with Christians and Catholics and anarchists. It's all, there's all these different little self-identifying, you know, things that kind of just get thrown into this. And like, they even rip on the deadheads 
for a second, but like Kovacs <laughs> yeah, has like do. a band. He has a bandana and he smokes weed and he's got the flannel on and shit. Like, like even the the hippies are somehow thrown into like this whole satanic anarchism, whatever the fuck you want to call it. You know, that's totally uh-huh. not how it is now. Everyone's like hippies. You smell bad, you know, like I don't know mm-hmm. anything. They just spend a lot of money on drugs. It's like this is in the 80s. Apparently they just get roped in with the metal crowd with the concert going crowd yeah, just people that used pre- to beat them up pretty much that, that was one of the ones that i was kind of like i don't know about that i also wasn't alive like negative three years old or whatever but like still i was like i don't know about that like you guys are ripping on the deadheads that's low-hanging fruit obviously because it's the dead and the deadheads but like is that would they be hanging out and doing the same thing as this would they have any idea know. of satanism yeah right that's what i, I mean nah. they they tried I, I, throwing I, I wouldn't think so it's a nostalgia grab i feel like was what a lot of this was and like i don't necessarily find that bad like i.e halloween kills you know i enjoyed it people specifically don't like the nostalgia grabs in it so everyone go out there watch halloween kills send us an email let us know how you think yeah joe isn't yet pussy anyway so (laughs) now for two weeks but uh it i i don't like jump towards a nostalgia grab with like the the bullshit of like, oh, they're just doing this because they know people like the references and yada, yada, yada. Like, nah, I'm, I'm definitely a victim of, I kind of eat that shit up. And I don't dress like this. I don't necessarily act particularly like just one of these characters or, you know, listen to that music or practice Satanism or Catholicism or anything. I just sit in my basement and watch movies, you know, and that's about it. Like, uh, pretty simple. So I'm not identifying with anything here, but I can still see like, oh yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is trying to get a lot of like different demographics or like religious backgrounds or whatever you want to call it. Like to feel like this could be them in the movie, you know, Mm -hmm. like me being like, yo, it's a, it's a band. That's a trio guys. This could have been us like, hello, green room. That could have been us. Like that really could (laughs) have been us though. This one's a little more. Yeah. You know, like that literally is very possible for a punk band. We've played exact shows like that (laughs) with a green room or not, but like this one, I don't know. I, I still like it and I didn't feel the the type of like, oh, they're they're doing this for me uh, or for something I believe in to try and grab those folks attention. You know, like I just I just I was just waiting, waiting to see where this movie was going to go and see who was going to get murked off or not pretty much. And uh, and there's some bodies, some casualties, some good some good moments we can discuss as we get down it. But uh, but I really I honestly really like this movie and I feel like most people gave it like a two or three stars out of five pretty average, like whatever. And I would probably give it like a four or four and a half stars, like just for overall, like entertainment watching it my second time, like last night, like I was just like, still like, Oh wait, like what moment, what, what thing happens in like five minutes? Like I was definitely like waiting for parts. Cause I was like, Oh, it gets really good. But like Lou, as you said, slow it. There is like a five minute lull every here and there where they're building up to like something fucking up and happening, but then it picks right back up. So it's not like super duper consistent, like zipping through, like keeping you going hard, but like, it's a little like on a high wave kind of, it's always kind of keeping it suspenseful, but sometimes it like ducks down, has some humor, you know, I feel Uh like. I feel like the last 20 minutes is a little more of that streamlined like climax which was uh minus maybe the last like you know closing five minutes or whatever it was definitely more of that like oh fuck what's gonna happen 
where I definitely noticed like a slow second or two, but then it picks back up. That's just me. That's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I would very much agree with that. I think, uh, enter Johnny Knoxville's character was arguably one of the, I don't want to say the most like best use of a, of a quote unquote character actor, but like right, to have him yeah. just walk in and shoot the, uh, Kovacs. Spoiler uh, alert! He's in the movie for like less than ten minutes total. <laughs> pops a pops a beer. Okay. Pops a beer and gets a to cookie. The girls fight. Yeah, he what the eats fuck the is he eating while they're fighting? Dude, he's just so calm and like calculated. Uh, so good. I guess oh, so is what it was. Sees the sees the, sees the dead ex wife. Yes. <laughs> then goes gets the beer. Oh, it says good. Dude, doesn't react. Does yeah, hilarious. Doesn't react dude, to so any funny. of it, and then just sees his daughter. And is like, boy, you really screwed the pooch on this one, Alexis. And it's just like, <laughs> uh, how many times did your guys Alexis's turn on during this film? Everyone two times. Peanut gallery. You get. <laughs> I thought that was really fun. It was really dude, good though. How her the character thing name... about Alexa. Uh, that is the worst fucking machine ever made. Oh yeah. It, like. It never listens. Well, there goes our Amazon nope. sponsorship. Thanks, Joey. It always, Joey, hey, it, always it always listens, Joey. <laughs> Dude, I know it always, it never listens. Brother. Well, I know it's always listening, but it's Big never brother, listening to when I ask the questions. <laughs> well, are you asking it moment. to, are you asking it to like make sex noises or like fart at you or are you lick asking your balls? It? No, like when it comes to like your balls playing lick? music, like I'll be, hey, Alexa, play this one album by this one artist. And and she just and then it plays one by Metallica because you weren't so yeah. specific. I get it. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I, I, whatever. <laughs> pour one out for Cliff Burton. Yes, sir. Yes, pour one out. Dude, that's so, right. They had, they addressed Jason a, Newstead. And yes. Everything. So that's that's the specific nostalgia grab that I feel like because I'm not a Metallica dude. I mean, I don't hate them, but I also never actively listen to them. I think both of you two would probably know anything more about Metallica than I do, but that whole two minute like inter- interaction around the fire where they're literally talking about like, Oh, who's the new guy? Fucking Jason Newstead or something. Well, he's got some big shoes to fill. Yeah. When's that album come out in like a month? Oh, I guess we'll see. And then is that not in injustice for all or whatever? Is that yeah, that album? I'm pretty right. sure that was injustice for all. Right. So like, imagine like everyone, every, all the Metallica fans are like, dude, and that's what it fucking like takes off. And it's just like, yeah. And then you have the Cliff Burton people that are like, yeah, that's when it fucking sucked, you know? So yep. they're, they're just feeding any Metallica fans with that shit. And that probably kept them watching for the next hour. Cause like, it's a tight, like 80 something minute movie again, which is why I love it. You know, uh-huh. it just, go, it just goes and it's done. There's not really much lingering besides like the last five or so minutes and I, I dig it, dude. Not for the nostalgia grabs. But yeah, homie, I can dig it. So, uh, um, I don't know. We just pretty much nailed like a lot of our segments technically in a nutshell since I definitely, it's everyone's I, first time. I definitely didn't think that they were going to like you mentioned, like we've all kind of talked about like, oh, things kind of just like happening. Like pretty much yeah. like on a whim and it's like, well, that could have happened to us. It's like, I, I was totally in that mindset where it's like, they meet these guys at this metal show. 
Like, I didn't think the girls were going to be the ones to to go through and do that, right? Right, like, exactly. When, when it, when, like, the description like, definitely kind of, you're as you're watching the movie, you're like, that description was not what it was leading on oh. to. And then, yeah, that was why I was like, oh, it's great that they want to watch it because of that, because then it's not going to be what you expect at all. <laughs> no, I, I kind of like that it was different. The one thing I found funny, though, because I think you had mentioned... Oh yeah, you had mentioned green room when this was brought up initially. For yes. um, dudes in a band the, aspect, that's it. I yeah. love the fact that homeboy Kovacs' arm gets cut, and yeah. then they're in the fucking room, just like the drummer's arm in. Oh no, 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 the bassist, bassist, yeah, Anton Yelchin, yes. R.I.P. Dude. Like that's that small similarity between like getting your arm cut and then being in a stuffed in a room, like it's just like. And I'm drawing a weird conclusion between those two movies, but it just like tickled like my fancy that much, where it's like (laughs) it's like we've seen this before, but in a way different. You know. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And and both uses are good in my opinion. Oh yeah. Like absolutely. There's there's always a really good like we're trapped type of scenario in a horror movie that can really uh you know boost it or or you lose the audience on it. I think mm-hmm. and uh and I I like I like this one like with the multiple like escape attempts and shit. Other characters are like showing up in the meantime. I feel like the way certain film or certain scenes are filmed are not like, I don't know, not, I don't know how to say this, not in like the exact amount of time that we're seeing it. You know, I feel like when the two dudes are in the pantry or whatever, and then the like other girls are uh, looking for shit to like spray in there or whatever. I feel like that's all happening at the same time. And the scene kind of cuts to like the chick Beverly in the barn, you know, showing Uh, like that she's doing mm -hmm. shit simultaneously but it seems like wow so much time has like gone by why are they just sitting in there until they found like that that fucking termite spray or whatever it is you know and in my opinion it's like no all three of these things are happening simultaneously i feel like maybe that's something not a lot of people give a shit about or they don't pick up on in movies but that's like my idea of how this is being told and that's why like the cop shows up fucking instantly after like she stabs the stepmom or whatever you know like she told her like i was sitting out there in the car i called your dad i called the police like there's those little the time attention to detail is like it's not hinted at in this movie i feel like that's why someone might perceive certain moments as slow because it's scene building and setting and in my mm-hmm. opinion, it's just like, oh, no, like, this is happening at the same time while, while fucking Kovacs' arm is, like, bleeding out. And then the chick in the barn is finding the money and un- uncovering the conspiracy and all that shit, you know? Like, in the end, I was very happy with how, like, they wound things up and how Johnny Knoxville is, like, actually alive. And it's it's the fucking Cornetto trilogy, like, idea. Within the first, like... 20 minutes or something some person tells you exactly what's going to happen in the movie and that's mm-hmm. what there's and that's what like the girls are saying to the guys when they're first tied up is like we're going to pin this on you because of your image no one cares if it's really you or not like the media is going to do the rest of the work and then johnny knoxville on tv chick sees him in the fucking gas station again and that's literally what happens like he says some things lies is a total yes. like bastard but then she just is like, you know, you shouldn't believe everything that you see. And it was just like, all right, yeah, that, that came full circle. Like, they said what was going to happen. 
there's not like an extensive amount of like dumb plot holes in this, you know, when I'm thinking about it after seeing it, I guess, because that's now pretty much. So that's just a, that's just my piece. Uh, I don't know what yet. What else you guys got, Joey? Which did, what, what parts did you like? What are some things that jumped out at you? The Casey and the Sunshine Band, they got some hits. <laughs> I was really digging the the whole truth or dare thing, or not truth or dare. Or oh, uh, never have I thing. ever. Never have I ever. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's that's a that's neat. where the like, that's when the dude gets up and he just like walks around. He's he, they don't even know yet, and he just goes ahead and passes out anyway. Yes. That they're being drugged by these chicks and shit, and they're just gonna be drug off and tied up and shit. <laughs> Good moment. I think that whole section of the movie was pretty neat when it was just like finally unfolding. Like, okay, these chicks are really gonna be the ritual, the satanic ritualists that are gonna kill these dudes. Yeah, exactly. Because you're hearing it. Like they want to listen to it on the radio when they're driving. Yeah, and, and the, it, Johnny Knoxville's on the, TV, the whole movie. And they don't tell you that that's like her dad. They just keep referencing something about her dad, you know? And then eventually it's like, ah, like, I don't know. Did you guys see that coming a mile away or anything? Like, not, it, not I, until my second watch through it. Yeah. I, it was one of those, like, I, the first time I was kind of like, oh, I get it. But I wasn't like taking those hints seriously, I guess, yeah. you know? I, 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 didn't, I was, I'm in the same boat, to be honest with you. I wasn't really looking for that my first time through. I was just like, oh, these poor rocker dudes. I hope they get out. Like, sorry, ladies, but I identify with these characters a little more because of the scenario and everything and who I am. But <laughs> yeah, that, you know, they're, they're the innocent ones, surprisingly. It's cool that it's like the chicks being the kind of like fucking murderers or whatever. It's a good mm-hmm. juxtaposition where you're waiting for there to be a final girl, but it's like uh, Mark's kind of the final girl. Real, okay. I guess you know, like, or there isn't even if, <laughs> yeah, if there, there has to, if there has to be one, it's you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they're the victims, and the final girl has to be the corrupted one or whatever. You know, I don't know some shit like that. Rules, Randy. Where's Randy when you need him? Kind of. I kind of thought of it in in a lot of ways, like the babysitter, where it's like you oh, know, yeah. you have this, you have this like really twisted story that it is actually. It, it's not like. It's not the guys, you know, like in this yeah, case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And they did it. Very did 2020 a, of them for sure. If, oh, 100%. Like, it's like, no, it's like people can be evil regardless of how you identify. It's like yes, people can be even evil, if one right? of them's the, the church pastor, you know? Correct. Yep, um, the evilest of them all. The evilest of them all, absolutely. He was, I mean, ruthless. I think that's, uh, that's Dude, like he's one of the... just a fucking jackass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thank you. That was uh, that was that was like the dead like everyone just kind of stares at me when I say that joke. <laughs> very, it was not very... funny. Not funny. It's not funny. I thought, I thought it was perfect. What in the world was that? <laughs> it's like John Mulaney pretending to be Mick Jagger. I think was that reference. No, I just not had this funny. crazy. No, I had this crazy like sound happen. I, I it, like, also heard it. Their phone. I also heard that as well. Uh oh, you I dropped my phone, guys. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all right. So <laughs> on a on a scale of uh on a scale of one to ten as far as like movies that we've seen that are new movies circa twenty twenty one, does this sit higher up on the list? I know you're talking about like ratings, right? As far as like Yeah, the letterboxed IMDB type. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. 
but like how would you rate this in terms of like i'm talking like new content we'll say we'll say post-pandemic content or right pan- it was pandemic yeah, content it was like right? like like for us in new york it was like a month and a half into the pandemic this came out so it wasn't in theaters there's not a lot of fucking like uh audience ratings on it because a lot of people just haven't like seen it yet that's that's what my guess is i like i for sure like just streamed this off some you know fucking pirated it or whatever don't come for me pirate police uh, uh, i just saw it and was like oh, yeah yeah it's a, well it's on netflix now it might not have been back then i don't <laughs> think it's a netflix original god damn it Joey. They're come for me. canadian well, know where to watch it. they're That's all. here yeah yeah canadians watch this <laughs> no they can't netflix is <laughs> not it's different international damn it uh Anyway, anywho, I would give it a seven or an eight or a seven point five or whatever or a seven point seven repeating something like that if that's uh, allowed. But um, yeah, it's like it's, I said, I, just in I, just in relation to stuff that we've seen, like content that's been released, you know, I, since this pandemic happened. Honestly, I I put it right around like the Halloween Kills one, even though like you know people can go to theaters and stuff like that. It's like it's not a perfect movie. There are flaws, clearly, mm-hmm. but like for people rating it as a five out of ten, probably I enjoyed it way more than feeling like I could put it at a five out of ten. And yeah. I'd still leave the disclaimer of like how there's, you know, more humor and like music shit in the beginning, and then it kind of divulges at the fire pit scene, like Joey said. That was really what hooked me when I first saw it because it was just, yeah, shit's shit's fucked. Shit's fucked. What, shit's getting fucked. What are we going to do, motherfucker? Like, I, I really do enjoy how they're like, all right, let's play Never Have I Ever. Like, we're drinking. <laughs> and it's very, like, jokey, comical. Everyone's fucked up. And it mm-hmm. take, and and that dark turn of, like, where she's like, never have I ever drugged someone's drink. And it's just they're figuring it out. Like, when when the dude literally says, like, well, why did you do it? Who's, who's fucking drink did you put? And she, like, laughs out loud so violently. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, oh. no way. I was like, I mean, duh, they just handed them cups. That is so, I mean, just watching this in a pandemic, like you notice all those things of where it's like, ew, you don't just take that's, someone's cup that they fucking that's give the number you. one rule. <laughs> we've we've when learned so much. you're hanging so out with strangers, yeah, you never take a cup. This that's not yours. That. I know, I know. You should have just, this is the 80s, guys. This is the yeah, 80s. Yeah, what it is. Even though the money that they show is from right now, it's the 80s. I noticed okay? that with the $100 bill. I yes, was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know. We all did. That was why I was like, not everything about the attention to detail is good. It was me specifically just talking about that one, that other moment. But uh, I do. I do feel like I need to give the disclaimer of like this comedy horror, whatever, comedy suspense blend might sway certain viewers. And obviously all three of us have different opinions on movies, but when it comes to like horrors or comedy or a blend of horror comedy, we're all on the side of like amusing. These are Uh movies that amuse us. If we can't say that they're the greatest fucking films ever, like the evil dead franchise, we'll say that they amuse us or something like idle hands. Even if that is the greatest movie ever, I don't know who's saying that. Is it me? Probably, but it just (laughs) means that they're amusing type of movies where other people just wouldn't fucking give this shit a time of day. Like when the girls are spraying the fire under the door and they're just like laughing, you know, like it's, it's funny, but the dudes are like fucked, you know, it's a really weird blend that I was like, I get this. 
I'm down for it, but I can see why the general audience is like, no, this is whatever. This is not realistic. Uh, something like that, you know? So yeah, I don't fuck that well, noise, dude. It's so, a fun yeah, ass movie. Right. I was going to say, I'm sure you guys are on the side of fun as well. Yeah. And it's, and it's filmed really well. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know the director, dude, Mark Myers just named the cool little drummer boy character after him. Cause there's always got to be a guy named Mark in a punk band or something, you know? It's just mm-hmm. what happens. But I don't really it, know. Man. Yeah, we got it. It's my dad's name. My dad's Mark. So we're close enough. Nice, There's a yeah. mic. What do you mean? I'm the mic for you douchebags. There's a mic yeah. in every punk band. We, we got the, I said we got the mic instead. Shut the That's fuck good. up. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally said that. I heard it. That's what I heard for sure. <laughs> Um, so what would you guys rate it like you, however, Lou was saying, follow that up. And would you give the disclaimer for certain people that, you know, aren't into it or what would you, what, what's your, what's the elevator pitch? You guys give me, give me like your own little elevator pitch for a recommendation. You know, do you recommend this movie or snot? Yes. Okay, as I expected from Joey. <laughs> now, 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 Lou, now Lou can actually say something for sixty seconds. Go, Lou. So, if you appreciate eighties nostalgia, if you enjoy imagery, whether it be metal, if, aspects of Satanism, if you like a, a pretty interesting take on that time period of Satanic Panic, and just some really fucked up back end bullshit when it comes to the church kind of framing things. Um, and, and I guess like the the killing of like law enforcement officials brutally, um, (laughs) in a kitchen. I mean, (laughs) check it out. I also, I also (laughs) will say the most interesting use of a trolling motor in a film I've ever seen. So yeah, just give it a shot. Uh, It it, it rivals club dread for me, but Mm. this one is used more often, but club dread, it exists. We love you. Broken lizard. Uh, (laughs) Bingo. A good one. Good, Bingo. good pitch. Good pitch. Should we just end the episode right there? Halloween is over, guys. Get your candy. Go to the dentist. It's done. Have a blast. Eat just it all in one night. Throw up. Get real sick. Just do it how about, it's done. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> just all of our first 16 years of existence right there. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh yeah. Also, just if you like Alexandra Daddario or uh, or or Knoxville, I guess, or any other people you might know from this movie that I don't think the rest of them are super famous yet. The Kovacs was in Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Another uh, mm. another Ooh, another no, fun, yeah, yeah, another fun film that's not taking itself seriously at all. Definitely a pure like comedy horror mix. David Keckner is in it, so. That's it. Need I say more? But um, I I like I just I liked all the acting. You know, I felt like for the majority of the cast having like a scene or two, and then the two dudes and the two girls kind of like carrying the rest of it. It was really just like well acted, and Alexandra Daddario is obviously like insanely beautiful, but also is super talented, and she's like gonna be the next like J Law. In like two mm-hmm. years, I'm calling it. Like she was just on the White Lotus show. She's gonna be the fucking hugest star. If you haven't seen Baywatch, go watch Baywatch. If you haven't seen the first season of True Detective, I don't even know why I have to say this. It's the greatest thing on TV. Yeah, you need to go watch the first season of True Detective. Anybody who hasn't done that, I question your everything right now. Uh 
and uh and and other things and go watch all the jackass movies and dukes of hazard and johnny knoxville shit <laughs> i don't fucking know i don't know i just i i enjoyed this and i thought all the performances were believable i wouldn't the cheesy moments are like the fucking the tampon joke you know but i still mm-hmm. like it and uh-huh. like the call to end the darkness little like fucking infomercial on the tv and how they wrote on the walls, we summon the darkness. See, and the lady says it at the end. So we had to wait. And that's why I think that's when it is. is she says the name of the cult was the we summon the darkness cult or whatever. Yeah. As she spreads those lies on the television. Lies. Gr- yeah, it was great. Love Johnny Knoxville popping up. Reckless Alexis. Lots of fun little kills. Uh, I'm going to point out a bunch of little things that I liked, as I tend to do. Quick timelining or something. If there's anything you guys want to add as well, jump at it, or you can piggyback off me, you know? All right. Um, I, there's little moments of the way, like, there's camera stuff where I was like, is this, is this like, showing anything, you know? Does it matter? And I feel like the one of when the, ch- the chick always has to pee, like, Val or whatever. First of all, I definitely banged a chick who is exactly like this girl. So she seems like a really fun time. And uh, she might have been blonde and kind of ditzy or whatever and had to pee a lot. I don't know. I was just like, mm, this girl reminds me of somebody. But she was cool. I like that girl. Like, the character and the girl that I was with and stuff for that amount of time or whatever. Uh, I think that her spraying the whatever the fuck the Aussie type shit in her hair which obviously it's not that you know what I mean though was mm-hmm. definitely yeah, like it's like Aquanet basically yeah, yeah yeah right I don't know what it was in the 80s wasn't alive how many times am I saying that but like that was a really early like allude to her death which a lot of people probably are like nobody's hair just catches on fire like that and it's like they show her loading it up dude like it just feels you know, like one of those stupid moments yeah, like, and she said, like, she closed her eyes when she fucks or whatever, and I was just like, yeah, I bet you do. I I fucked you, I'm pretty sure. And you might have done that, I don't know. But, like, yeah, <laughs> hairspray and shit, hair catches on fire, that's a really fun kill. Seen stuff like that before, so it's not, like, the most original, but it was just, like, in the moment. And, uh, uh, what was it? And, like, the falling out the window thing was really funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was just like, like I said, shit's fucked. That was just a real tiny, like, oh, trips over the dude's hand and falls out the window. And it was like some people probably rolled their eyes hard when that happened, but I was just like, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> I like it. It's a good one. She falled uh, hard, dude. She falled hard. Whatever that song is that they that they play in that moment is is really funny. Oh uh, man, I can't remember. Or fitting, yeah, dude. I don't know. It's just it's one that they like play in the supermarket, and I hear all the time. Probably, ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Say something. Love comes first. See now, Joey. Now, Joey, your topical references are added. Are added, dude. They're fucking out of this. This fucking dragnet. It's just insane, dude. Your references are out of control. Everybody knows that. Because what I was gonna say next is. All the allusions to like, uh, like God cussing, pretty funny, dude. Like, there is a moment where that chick walks away when they're yelling at her, and she just goes, "Jesus Christ!" 
and it's yeah. like there's a lot of really little like jabs at at least catholicism and like lou said the certain like image like the image of satan worship or whatever just the i don't know the the book cover of what it is with the with the horns and all that shit you know there's all these like little jabs where it's kind of like the comedy to me where it's not taking itself that seriously but mm-hmm. it also is a suspenseful movie. Yeah, I, uh, I I, don't know. The Catholicism ones obviously really hit home because that's my whole family and everything. So somebody just walking away and being like, Jesus Christ. I just thought it was really funny. And Joey just does that all the time. And I always think that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, you just fucking killed your stepmom. Like the, uh, no shit, Sherlock. But like just the way that she says it, like it's funny. Even yeah. though, like, she just stabbed her and she's bleeding out, and it's kind of like, yo, shit is fucked right now. Still, shit is still mm-hmm. fucked. You're so right <laughs> about shipping. Tampon for his arm, dude. I need a fucking <laughs> tampon, dude. It is so good. Uh, which does bring me to Kovacs because there is a moment where, when they are getting the fucking bottles ready to finally leave the room, you know. And Kovacs is like, dude, just leave me or whatever, like yada, 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 you know, I'm not going to make it. And Mark is like, I would rather we go out there than like we die in here or something, you know, like, are you going to come with me or not? And that was a very good play on how, as Lou joked with me, Mark is abandoning his friends to go to L.A. But Mm -hmm. when Mark asks Kovacs, will he do this with him? Kovacs is like, yeah, fuck it, even though he's bleeding out from the arm. So... (laughs) i.e. Kovacs is actually the better friend and he ends up with the worst fate in my opinion because he's just like sluggishly chugging along through half this movie until he gets fucking shot and hey when he gets shot he still fucking survives for like five minutes to literally tell that chick save mark those are like his last words i was like dude is this all he's a real homie it's such an easy yeah. setup. It's such an easy setup for like the sacrifice character, obviously low hanging fruit, but I loved it, dude. I thought that dude from Zombie Apo- for Scout's Guide or whatever is so good. He looks like he's literally going to die so many times in this movie to then when he's like constantly being roped into it with Mark and he's just like, "Yeah, let's do it." It was like, "Dude, that guy was going to abandon you." And now when you're like about to die, you're like, I got your back, bro. Like for dude, where was that lead singer when we were looking for a lead singer? Am I right? Yeah. 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 That's the most loyal motherfucker I've ever seen. And I did not pick up on that on my first watch through. This was totally last night where I realized that one scene where he's just like convincing him to come with him. And he's like, fuck it. You're right. Let's do it. Like, yeah, dude, for your friends. Fuck it. For your friends. I was like, oh my God. And then he just fucking dies for him and tells the girl, like, save Mark, like, help him. I was like, dude, love this character. Love him. Smokes weed. There might be good lead singers out there is what I'm getting at, folks. Just a, <laughs> just a great moment that a lot of people might not have picked up on. And then uh, and then Reckless Alexis and how uh, Dario just goes, like, super nutso, full-on cray cray like full-on billy loomis Stu mocker by the end of the film i think dude, a lot she's of people very good at making a crazy face dude pe- i yeah. feel like people roll their eyes because they just see her as like this dumb attractive girl but like when i was first watching that i was like holy shit this chick is good like she mm-hmm. looks she looks like 
she could like be seductive and totally make you want to fuck her first off, obviously, but also yep. like she looks sadistic in those moments when like her face is fucking smashed and she's bleeding. And then she just keeps switching sides back and forth. Uh, once her dad shows up and then blames it on Bev and then Bev saves her and she's like, wants to bang her all of a sudden. And then she's fucking choking her out. I was like, dude, so many people they're rolling their eyes at this moment. I'm so aware of it, but I think she's crushing it. And I really just loved how she went like full walrus, you know, she went mm -hmm. full Satanist crazy when she wasn't, really that you know they're just doing the thing they're fucking brainwashed or whatever you know i just yeah. uh a lot of those little moments it was it was really good to me uh that that might be about all the main ones i guess that i want to jump on a lot of good com comedic moments and shit like this throughout it obviously anyway and uh, a lot of little drummer boy references adorable <laughs> in my opinion uh oh, and, and and one actual really really tragic sad death of a chocolate milkshake uh colliding into yeah. a jeep yeah. grand cherokee uh r.i.p to that unfinished chocolate milkshake that is what a waste that yeah, is what, what i'm waste. saying because oh god might have been the saddest moment of the film for me honestly getting a little soaked up here take we'll take it away guys take it away we'll pour that one out for the... the 21 gun salute gonna pour one out for the milkshakes and the cliff burtons correct <laughs> yeah correct i could have sworn i heard taps playing after they cleaned that milkshake off of their 2002 jeep grand charity <laughs> <laughs> also not the best attention to detail but they're working with what they got this probably had yeah. a minute as fuck budget and they made it work like lou you were like i assume this is an independent film you know and somebody mm -hmm. fucking bought it somewhere at a fucking fear fest or whatever the fuck you want to call it fantastic fest or whatever and that and that's why it's on netflix now you know that's that's what i'm thinking it seems super independent and you got the token famous guy to show up and be a great character actor for like barely seven minutes it's uh it's a good one it was a good one uh that's about that's about it gentlemen lay me lay me with uh anything else you got before we move on to the fact game section um Joey, you go, man. I, dude, I've been I, I think talking we have fucking... points throughout the movie, dude. I, I really can't think of anything else. Hey, I, I write notes and I read my notes in those moments. So I just I it's offer true. the platform for y'all, and I know you don't do much homework on it. So it's just me being like, are you good to move on, or do you want to cancel I'm this marriage like fucking Wayne ripping off? The Graduate in that one Wayne's World movie. Cassandra. No, I, uh, I, I thought uh, I said uh, said my piece, man. You know, I, I had a little platform to talk about some of the, you know, differences and you know viewpoints on aspects of Satanism and society and Catholicism. Means so and, much to you, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So like, so yeah. So I'm, I'm good, man. Like I've, I've, dude's I've, tapped out. Well, right, no, I just, I feel like, our, uh... <laughs> I, I feel like people are fucking donut. It's like we didn't get a chance to talk about Hollow Earth, but that's fine because I got to talk. That's what about I was gonna Satanism, say. Get, so get, like... your, get your Hollow Earth thing. Get your Steve Buscemi's and entourages. All you know, any say, say your piece. Say your piece. I'm trying to. Th I will end it by saying I am the wrath of God because Johnny Knoxville, he's he's an actor. Yes, he's also and one. he's the he's the wrath of God. Yeah. 
Exactly, he's, dude. He is the wrath of God. That, is that was that was a cheesy line that I was like, hearing it from this dude is why I'm laughing because that could have been like Christian Bale and I would have been like, oh my God, he's so scary. Did you hear his Batman voice? But from Johnny Knoxville, I'm just like, <laughs> you are the wrath of God, motherfucker. Yeah. I, I dude, hope you Johnny Knoxville fucking, is the world's greatest stuntman. You should slice your nuts again with some fucking paper, dude. Like right in the gooch, actually. <laughs> That's what you should do. Wrath of God. Jackass. That so was so great. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, obviously he's the fucking man. We love Johnny Knoxville. Lou, show your tattoo right now. Oh, wait, hey, we're not on video. It? All right, so <laughs> next time, <laughs> come to his show, see Lou's tattoo. <laughs> it's so silly. Uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, I, I, I do have like a – what do I have? I think there was like maybe like just a couple little, little fact – Factoids, jiggity jiggity mabobs on here uh, that I was getting into. Has anyone seen Malignant yet, by chance? Yes. No. Who in this movie was in Malignant, Lou? Oh, that is. Uh, oh. Yep. It's it's the. Yep. It's the chick that Who saved. I can't remember her name in the movie, but. Uh, it, is it the chick uh, that uh, like uh, with the uh. trolling motor? It is not the chick with the trolling motor. Aw, it's the chick I banged. It's the Val oh, character. It is. Yeah. Who did, so who does she play in? Uh... She's the she's the chick's like friend or sister or whatever it is. I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it doesn't look. Yeah, it doesn't look like her. Am I right? Is a no. Like a year, a year or two later, and it does not look like her. I thought that was pretty crazy because i was trying to you know look out for like what have these people like been in like what do i recognize these fuckers from and it was like not much one or two things here and there uh the dude who plays mark is in alita battle angel with the great christoph waltz and jennifer connelly mahershala ali yeah jack earl haley i forget how many other people are in that movie uh that's really like you know the and then the dude from Scouts Guide. There wasn't like there's not like Knoxville's the obvious like big name grab. Sure. B- besides mm-hmm. Daddario, she's the leading female, and she probably helps sell sell a shit ton of tickets for this. But uh, but Knoxville's like the obvious. You know, let's play weird algorithm guys. Like, nah, let's not because it's one of them too. Or maybe yeah. the chick who was in Malignant actually. Now that I mention it, but like. It's just one of those, yeah, it's obvious. This isn't a fucking star-studded cast. Everyone is working their way up right now and they're all they're all good. Uh good good actors and actresses. IMO. Now, if I can find yeah. this. Uh there was something that said the movie was filmed in just over 2 weeks, which I like in total, which I think is pretty cool. Damn. For real? Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, I mean just ha- has all the upvotes on a uh, on fucking IMDb. So uh I wanna yeah, you know, seems cool. Uh the parking lot scene before like the show or whatever was inspired by a documentary short called Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Oh in yeah. Nineteen eighty six. Oh about I'm very the heavy metal fans chilling outside of a Judas Priest concert. So it, does that mean that morons. they were so they were seeing Judas Priest? <laughs> they're, they're literally I, I implore anybody who hasn't seen this to check out Heavy Metal Parking Lot because it is the most irritating cross section. 
It is so irritating because, like, uh, they talk shit on punk rock, first of all. Yeah. And right. it, it is dumbass. so. And, and, and so, actually, hold on a second. Is that, does Heavy Metal Parking Lot take place in, like, fucking Vancouver or something? Is that a Canadian thing? Dude, I'm sorry I to be hung up on the Canadian thing. Yeah, you, you are only... a little. All right, buddy guy, my friend. I don't know what you want here, buddy. I'm telling you, I think it's. Uh, I think that's a Canadian shore. I could okay. be wrong. <laughs> I could could oh, be wrong. Hey, you know what, guy? I I believe what you say because eh? you're really nice and charming, and everything you do is super great. All right, okay. <laughs> I'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow, maybe. There we go. That's my Canadian for everybody. Been practicing for years. Uh, the the tidbit. Of t- <laughs> the, I I don't know though, but yeah, if you want to see a bunch of fuckheads being douchebags, douche nozzles, go watch the fucking documentary Heavy Metal Parking Lot. It's hilariously stupid. And uh, and other facts about the hundred dollar bills being bullshit. Yeah, that's a funny one. Uh, apparently in real life, much like his character, Logan Miller is a big metalhead. That was a uh, Kovacs. Guess he's into that type of music nice. which is funny uh in the original script alexis's stepmother was supposed to be her biological mother it doesn't say anything about that but i feel like that would have been another like fuck this eye roll moment if she just straight up killed her biological mom and went real crazy on this one night you know like mm-hmm. I, I i think that that would have been I, I don't know the stepmom thing with johnny knoxville showing up being all like not you know enraged he's just super calm is because it's not like i don't know baby mama or some shit like that. I don't know. I think yeah. that's a, it's a good switch. I wouldn't have taken it as seriously. Basically. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about this, but somebody said the concert scene, the song black funeral by merciful fate is being played. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I know you guys know more about that shit, but it wasn't the band though. Like the band is not trying to look like oh, the yeah, yeah, people yeah. in merciful fate. Yeah, it's just the music, and there's a uh, there's only a couple songs really listed that were in this besides the "Heaven Is a Place on Earth" and such. So, uh, if any of you guys knew what that Ted Nugent ass <laughs> sound and music was, feel free to shout it out because I'm not fucking going to. <laughs> <laughs> not up in here, but not up I, in here. What I say? Does <laughs> anyone steal a cop car in this movie? Uh, it was a uh, it was a good time. So I digress and. We can get some spooky season games going for the boys. Wah, wah, wah. Game season. That's wah, like our, wah, wah. I don't know what that is. That was like the we're moving on to this portion of the thing. So um we have a little jamboree here where we're gonna play some random horror trivia. There's a little trivia game that Joey gifted to me where it's just Trivia questions, etc., which is cool because I don't, I can play too. I don't I don't need to turn the card over in time, but I'm gonna Ooh. let you guys guys guess first, obviously. But um, we did have somebody uh win the last game, so I'm gonna say let's do the whose tagline is it anyway game quickly to see who can get two of these right. And I don't know. It might be real quick. It might favor uh, fucking Lou because he won and he's going first. But I want a deciding factor on who I can have go first with these uh, horror movie categories. So the whose tagline is in any way version that I play or whatever is that I give you guys taglines and you just have to guess if this is the tagline, a tagline for this movie. We summon the darkness or not. 
It's a yes or no question. It's as easy as it gets. Feel free My to play at home and yell at your radio. Exactly. So, Lou, are you ready? Yo, tagline yes. That may or may not be from this film. Wow. Your I... tagline, it reads, be careful what you pray for. <laughs> yeah, I would say that that qualifies. Pray is spelled P-R-A-Y. Um, is that was what, what are you what are you going with? You gonna, you gonna say I no? Would, I would say yes, but I believe the answer is no. <laughs> wow, are, he's gonna say yes. Schneikies, Lou gets a point. Oh, nice. All right, Jose, numero ja. dos, or the second tagline that you gotta guess is from this movie or not? It is sacrifices must be made. I'm going to say yes. All right. We got a goose egg. You're wrong. Seems like it should be from this movie. It's not from this movie, though. It's not. (laughs) Boo to you, which means Lou. Yo. It's your turn. Sick. All right. This one. The tagline reads, the trick is to stay alive. No. You're going to go with no. That is correct. That is it. You are correct on that. You now. Oh, wow. Have a lead. Joey, you can, you can bring it, you can bring it back. You can see if we can get, you you gotta, you gotta win by two or three or whatever. So if you get this one wrong, the game's over. (laughs) Pressure's on, motherfucker. Don't you love how I just <laughs> rope you in like that? <laughs> Your tagline is let us pray. Did, what wasn't that the first one? No. no. Oh, this what, what was... this is a this pray is spelled P-R-E-Y. Oh. I'm gonna that say is... yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes with a question mark? Yes. I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Dude, you nailed it. You kept it. You kept it in the game. Let's see <laughs> if Lou can jump ahead on you on the next one or not. You're just playing to stay alive, Joey. So uh that, that's how I like it. So so <laughs> Lou Lou has a uh, Lou has lined himself up for this tagline that goes a little something like this. Are you ready, Lou? I am. Tagline is, everyone's entitled to one good scare. No. All right. I don't know why Lou's saying no. Seems pretty probable, honestly. But uh, I guess that no. All right. Uh, yeah, you're correct. That's not. Oh, shit. Got to throw those easy ones in there. Yeah, for the wire. For the fans, that is a alternate tagline for the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. JC. John Carpenter. Oh, man. Joey, to stay alive, you must get this right. And I, I, I will I will read. <laughs> That's pretty loud, actually. <laughs> I should just run over to my kick drum. Uh, so, Joey, your tagline is, terror has evolved. <sighs> 
We're gonna go with a yeah. Mm. I'm gonna go with a, a what? Am I alive? A who? What'd you say? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you've. <laughs> you de- <laughs> nice. You dead, bitch. <laughs> I love this game. So that's good. That just means Lou, you get to choose first category. I love it. For for the 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 horror trivia games of where we have answers on a card and I'm going to read three of these I'm going to read three of them off on a card but uh, the first categories you get to choose from are monster or gore or disturbing or psychological Louie Dewey Pooey I'll do psychological you're a fucking psycho. He's a psycho. All right. I'm going to have to I'm going to do this by hand. Let me write this down. Come on, pen. All right. So, your question Lewis Tabuis. You said psychological, correct? Mhm. That is correct. All right. This random horror question is what Korean filmmaker directed a film called Stoker? From 2013. See, are you sure you didn't pick the international uh, question? Dude, what? Seems Uh, like you picked international. Bong Hoo Kim. Dude, good guess. It was Park Chan Wook. Sick, bro. I was in the the ballpark. Wrong, you goddamn idiot. My God, how did you not know that? All right, you know what? It's fine. Um, you got it wrong, and Joey's not gonna know it, so we'll just jump on. We won't do double. We won't uh, do steals or anything. We'll just give each person their a new question. But nice. since he got he got the choice of the three, Joey, you get to now choose monster or gore and disturbing. Let's go with monster. All right, bruh, monster. Bruh. All right, let's see if he can handle this one. This is the thing I was talking about, about somebody getting pissed off, because your question, Joey, is who directed Dawn of the Dead from 2004? Oh, 2004? Yep. You gave me this game. You Uh, may have played it. (laughs) Not George Romero. (laughs) Stop stalling. Yeah, oh man, I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know off the top of my well, head. You said not George Romero. Why don't you just guess George Romero? I'll guess George Romero. Okay, you're wrong. I know. <laughs> Lou, you know who it is. Um, or maybe I should. I should know this because I own it. Um. Oh boy, look at that. I also own it. It doesn't matter. You're it. You don't really have to answer it. Uh, what is the, What does the first letter of the last name start with? S. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. It was Zack Snyder. Yeah. I, uh, t- as soon as you said it, I was gonna be like, Duh. "Yep, yep." That's probably as easy as these questions get. So we will now jump that's on to. Hard. The what'd you fucking say to me, bitch? That sounds hard. Yeah, well, I didn't make the rules. 
Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. Um, so, Lou, you get to finish it up now with the gore-disturbing question. Okay. Which is, what was the budget of Green Room? Oh. And you actually get three multiple choice options here. Oh. Was it $20 million, $10 million, or $5 million for the budget of Green Room from 2015? Story about us. I'm going to say the budget was it was 5, 10, 20. Is that, is that what the yes, three options were? Yes, it was 5, okay. 10, or 20 mil. I'm going to go with... Oh, Jesus Christ. Ah, I'm going to say this was a $5 million film. We have a point. I knew it was either going to be one extreme or the other. There was no way it was going to be like, this is in the middle. It was like, it's one or the other. Yeah, for sure. It seems like it's could have been whatever, but, um, yeah, good job. Um, you got a point. We're going to, whoever gets the most out of these three, will get to choose the next category. So Lou, you get choice of these categories. Now we have paranormal and we have killer or slasher killer type you get it mm-hmm. and then we will also stick with a uh, gore and disturbing for this one so paranormal mm-hmm. or killer or gore disturbing uh i'll do killer all right we got killer this is a question that you're not gonna know what co-director of The Red Shoes in 1948 directed Peeping Tom in 1960? Alfred Hitchcock. All right. It is Michael Powell. Good Ooh. try. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I, you can't, they can't all be winners. You know, I don't, I'm just picking the cards. Like, no, this is, this is good. There's a ton of cards good. in here, actually, and we've never used it. So we got to use it for Halloween. I like it. Uh, anybody who knows these answers and thinks these guys are dumb fucking idiot douches, uh, write us in and be like, I knew that answer before you even said it. And we will suck your penises, whatever you want, clearly. So, Joey. Because you are far superior than we. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean. Assert your dominance by messaging us or following us on Instagram or whatever. So, or maybe calling us out in person. You <laughs> really do. Just make fun of us if we do wear or don't wear Britney Spears shirts. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. So, unapologetic, my man. <laughs> unapologetic. This dude gets so much pussy. And it's probably true because he's married. So he does have two cats, actually. So it's true. Joey. Like purple. A pickle. Oh, he loves pickles. Um, You chose killer, which means Joey is now stuck with paranormal or the gore disturbing categories. Let's go with paranormal. All right. Paranorman. An animated movie. Okay. So your question is. In Paranormal Activity 2 from 2010, what is the gender of the firstborn child required as payment for an ancestral demonic deal? Uh, so there were genders back in 2010 is what we're getting at. Was it a girl? Joey, it's as close as you could possibly get without being right. That's, the, that's being wrong because it was a dude. <laughs> Dang. You know, I, that was going to be my first guess. Well, you went with your second one for some fucking reason. 
That's okay. I I had no fucking. I don't remember that one. Uh, yeah, I barely remember that one. So we have left again. Gore disturbing for Louis Do. Let's let's roll with it. All right, brother man. We discussed this in an episode two times ago. If you can pull it out of your brain from August, your question is. What famous co-director was an assistant editor on The Evil Dead from 1981? An assistant director? What famous co-director was an assistant editor on Evil Dead? Hmm. Uh, Was it Ted Raimi? No, it was not Ted Raimi, unfortunately. (laughs) It was Joel Cohen. Of the Coen oh Brothers yeah, fame, that's right. Which that's right. I did, in fact, bring up when I found that fact out. So I thought that was funny. How you get a goosey egg? Goosey egg. And nobody Goose. got that that right. So you know what? Let's just be a team player and uh, and let Joey pick the next category. Yeah. Since you haven't gotten to yet, you poor sad little man. You are to now gonna. One. What? I got to pick a category. I mean, you like first, you get to pick from the three. Oh, I guess that's fair. That's fair. All right, give me my three bitch. Yeah, your three bitch are, we're going to do monster, (sighs) and we're going to do psychological, and we're going to do killer. Let's go with monster against try my luck. All right, my guy, this is, I said it once before, I'll say it again, as easy as it gets. Your question is, who directed Alien? From 1979. Uh, uh, you uh, fucking moron. Dude, I know. I'm drawing a blank. No, really? Because that never yeah, happens. I know. I will give you 10 Watch seconds me. to think of a director and name it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> just just just, you know, think of think of a director and say one if you really have no idea. We lost connection. <laughs> He's running to his DVD case. No. Uh, Just uh, say three, any director. Three, James two, Cameron. one. Is that right? That's right. You are wrong. Lou, take it away. Ridley Scott, my man. I hate my life. I mean, it, 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 anyway, moving on. Not lingering, not lingering on us being horror movie fans. Joey does not speak for me or Lou. Just letting that be known. <laughs> uh, what do I have left? Lou, uh, psychological or killer? Um, fuck, last time I picked killer, I'm being about post-Great Depression era movies. Dude, quit pandering and just pick killer, okay? Killer. All right, what member of the Hardesty family survives the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 1974? Been a good one for Joey. Um, exactly. That's the way the game goes, motherfucker. What, what member of the family survives the fucking... What member of the Hardesty family? There are two siblings from the Hardesty family. So are you the... looking for a, like a name or w- no, what d- relation they are in the family? Just 
I mean, do you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, are they looking for it? It's like it's the younger brother, or are they looking for a name? Okay, I yeah, I looked. It's it's a name, but also the younger brother would work if you're clueless. You know, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. No. That makes sense. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the sister because I don't know the name. Nice. That is super duper because you got it right. I knew Joey that. I didn't know the name. Have, I, Joey I didn't know might the have name. known that. I didn't. I don't know the name either. But I do remember the annoying motherfucker in the wheelchair is named Franklin, and it was either Sally or Franklin, and Sally is the answer. So you got another point. This is not in anyone's favor right now. So <laughs> we will keep going. Uh, Joey, you got stuck with psychological now. Let's do it. Ready to go insane while. I ask you this question. What is the profession of Guy Woodhouse, the husband of Rosemary in Rosemary's Baby from 1968? Um, a profession. You can name any profession. A carpenter. All right. He is not a carpenter. He is an actor. Oh, shit. Otherwise known as actor. Actor. He's a temp, like Ned Schneeblay. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, next category: Bory, Tory, Shiblory, Schleckity Blue, Schleckity Blee is going to be Lou. You get to choose these ones. We're gonna do monster, or gore and disturbing, or paranormal. Um. Gore and disturbing. All right, bro. Gore and disturbing. Your question is, what horror legend played Samson Dunstan in the opening scene of Hatchet from 2006? Uh, what? Uh, we said horror legend? What horror legend played Samson Dunson in the opening scene of Hatchet from 2006? Uh, yeah. I'm going to guess the blatantly wrong answer, Kane Otter. That is the blatantly wrong answer, but you're about as close as you could get. It was Robert England, my good sir. Ah, oh, shit. That one I did not need to look up. Oh. I feel like Joey probably would have remembered that one too. So this Oh, is yeah. Just, 100%. These are easily like going in opposite individuals like directions which is really funny really, really fun dude you can I, still have fun with knowing that the answer's there and that you knew it anyway okay I agree um so what was that one that was Gorn Disturbing so Joey you now get Monster or Paranorman let's go with Paranorman alright Paranorman what actor portrayed both Lucas and Jeffrey in Mama, a 2013 film? Oh, dude, I don't even remember that movie. Oh, dude, I know this guy. That's crazy. Dude, I, I, I don't even remember the movie off the top of my head. All right. Understandable. The actor was Nicolas Costa Waldo, otherwise known as Jamie Lannister. Mm-hmm which you don't know any of stuff about, and we're still playing this game. We're still here. Out in Amish. 
Let's get her out in Amish. Big doink. Big doinks. Uh, big doinks, yeah. Rest All right, Lou. You're stuck with Monster. All right. And your question is, The Birds from 1968 lacked what conventional film element? Uh, color? So, <laughs> that's an interestingly wrong uh, thing, but no. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was in black and white. No, no. That was funny, though. That was actually, I guess that's a good answer. Uh, they were looking for a musical score because there is no music in that movie. Oh, no shit. I did watch it in school, so otherwise I never would have watched anything like that. Yeah, you know. Anywho, looks like you're going to get to pick the next of the three as well. Anywho, my brother, brother, trutter, brother, tutter. All right, dude. Your categories are, I'm going to do, I don't even know what this one is. I don't know if you'll know it or not, whatever. Uh, Let's do the gore disturbing as well as uh, psychological and international. Ooh. What do you think, Lou? Uh, Gore disturbing. All righty. Gore disturbing. Your question is who directed Green Room from 2015 and Blue Ruin from 2013? It's the same person, but they give you two movies. Again, another blatant, obviously wrong answer. Is it David Gordon Green? <laughs> topical guesses ever, honestly. I know. I know. It is a man named Jeremy Solner or Solnier. Uh... Solnier? Something like that. I don't know. I don't. I only know because he directed Green Room. We gave it a whirl. Josefina on a steak. Your category. You're gonna do international, dude. Wow. I love. I love, lo- dude. Are you ready to get an answer right? Are you ready? Am I gonna get it right? Are you ready, motherfucker? I'm ready. Let's write there it. There we go. There we go. That's what get I'm talking hyped. about. All right. Now your question is. What 2010 Norwegian mockumentary was about certain mythical cave dwelling giants? Dude, Troll Hunter. Joey got a question wrong. Oh. <laughs> What's that movie? Oh. <laughs> we all watched this one together, so I could guarantee yes. that one. Dude, the international, international card finally paid off. Lou is just like, real glad you got that one, Joey, and I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm never going to guess international. Wow. Moving on. <laughs> you you know what? We're moving on to Lou's going to get this one right, too. <laughs> Shit. I already know the answer to it. Uh, Lou, to what M. Night Shyamalan film was split from 2016? A sequel of? Uh, unbreakable. All right, Lou, tallying it up. Wait, let me. Yeah, okay, yes. I was like, let me flip the card. <laughs> Double check. Oh, Double you didn't check. trust me? No, I didn't trust myself. Just oh. I, I, I would. That was me being like, I'm pretty sure I knew the answers to both of these without flipping it. And I was just like, all right, let's let's make sure though. Hell yeah. All right, so um, I got one. I got one more card left. And 
I'm going to let Joey choose because he's down by two points. Okay. So he has to get his first question right, and you have to get your second one wrong to continue on the path of triumph. Dig it. So, Joey. What's them categories? Your category is gore and disturbing, gore and disturbing, or gore and disturbing. Which one Mm. would you like? Gordon disturbing. All right, dude. Well, you know, this is, I don't know. This, you're not going to know this one. In Hatchet, what is the name of the deformed killer? Victor fucking Crowley, baby. Holy shit, guys. Joey's still in the game. It's crazy how that works. <gasps> it's not like I wanted this to keep going or anything. <laughs> Lou, you get to choose from the other two Gorn disturbings. That's crazy how there's two left. Um, Gorn disturbing. Oh, all right, psychopath. In House of a Thousand Corpses from 2003, what is the surname of the monstrous family torturing the protagonists? The Firefly family. Dude, oh my, everyone is just um, racking up points tonight. Points. Oh, oh, oh. As the points man galore. who, as the man who once starred in the film House of a Thousand Corpses has exclaimed many times before, yes, points. <laughs> Chris Hardwick was in that movie thank you for the fans yelling at your podcast in the car I appreciate you even though you're not here right now Joey you know what that means what's the last question there buddy the last question is in Trick or Treat 2007 what is the name of the childlike character that appears in all segments let me you didn't let me finish the question, and for that, you're disqualified, and Luke wins the game. You turn in all your points and are never allowed back on this podcast. No! You, you lose. You, Good day, you, sir. You lose. You know what? You got it right, and you did not lose, which means we're going to do a tiebreaker. You want to know what the tiebreaker is? Yes. I'm going to choose one card. And I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, all six of those questions. If for some reason you end up tied, I will pull another card and literally keep going until somebody has the majority of the points from a card. Oh, my Lord. Oh, oh my Lord. It's going to be pretty quick. Uh, so um, that one was just for Joey, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're back. We're back at Lou. Lou the Pooh. Let's do it. Lou, your choices are monster, psychological, or killer. And you're going to get the other two when we come back. So just choose one for now. Uh, do monster. All right, monster. In Fright Night, what is the name of the neighbor Charlie suspects as a vampire? I know the actor's name, Chris Sarandon. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. They want the character name. Yeah, I know oh, that. Man. Ooh, uh, buddy. Oh, it's it's uh it's uh Jerry. Um... Yep, I would accept Jeopardy answers, but that's the last name. So. No, no, no. Um... Fuck you, <laughs> dude. Mull it, mull, mull it over. Sam, I am man. mulling it over. I know it's. I know his first name is Jerry. Um... Jerry, what's after Jerry? Jerry. It's not Danvers. Um, <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yeah, right. Um, 
fuck. I, I don't know. I don't need to belabor it anymore. It's oh, the belaboring. It's Jerry Dandridge. Jerry Dandridge. That's just a Danders or whatever the fuck. Okay. I know you're so close, dude. That's so funny. They got specific though. That's how the question works. Yeah. So, Joey, um, you get what is it? You get um, gore disturbing, or paranormal, or international. Oh, let's go with gore and disturbing. All right, gore and disturbing. Good. Which of the following is not a monster in the underground bestiary in the cabin in the woods? Your options are zombie or ninja or unicorn or merman. I'm going to say a ninja. Holy shit. Nice. You got it right. We've all seen that movie, motherfuckers. Can't touch oh, this on I've that. Oh, I've seen it a few times. Love Couple, that fucking movie. Two tree. Oh, like four, five, maybe six, seven. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, it's very accurate. Be watching it soon enough. Um, oh, Lou, we watched that movie like a year or two ago at Lou's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it was a good time. You are left with, I believe, psychological and killer. I'll do. Killer. All right, bruv. Which actor portrayed Reverend Harry Powell in The Night of the Hunter from 1955? Jesus Christ. Um, oh, I've heard, I've heard of this name. Okay. I don't know if you have, though. <laughs> I am not that cultured. Um, yeah. Dude, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. Um, Steve Buscemi? No. No. <laughs> if anything, I would say like... Uh, some old timey actor. Um, yeah, dude, right. I, I, I don't know. Uh, fucking, uh, I, I don't know. I can't think, I can't think of anything that would make sense for this vehicle. Just say like Gregory Peck or something. Um, I'll say, uh, Cary Grant, Robert sure. Meacham, Kirk Douglas, 11 Sure. Uh, no, no, no. How about this? Let's do, uh, Michael Caine. Ooh, excellent. The answer was Robert Meacham. Nice. <laughs> I said it. I said it earlier. I almost I almost gave it to you. Like a doucher. So, Joey, uh, what are you left with? You're left with paranormal and international. Let me uh, get that paranormal question. Dude, paranormal. Let's do it. What actress portrayed Renee Lambert in Insidious from 2010. Oh, um, <laughs> there's Lou rolling in his seat right now. Have you seen Insidious, Joey? Yes, I've seen Insidious. Would you like to make up a possible name for the ladies that you do not have any idea what their names are in this movie? No, I'm I'm not even gonna not even gonna say a name. Just, just start pass. like naming activities that you do. You know, you like I like chop, I like, chop wood. You 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 I, play I like magic. You, wood. You, you like to burn like, uh, weed. Uh, burn burn a hippie. You like to burn a hippie. Yeah, you know, just 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 yeah, you know. Anywho. Yeah, what's this question? 
<laughs> the, the actress who portrayed Renee Lambert in Insidious 2010. 10 seconds. Me? Seven seconds. No, it's for Joey. He never oh, guessed. For, he said, Dude, I don't know. He I don't know her name. Oh, you're not going to guess at all? Okay. Well, it yeah, was I, Rose I, Byrne. I, I, was the famous okay. Rose Byrne. You already still have one point, so you are ahead, which means if Lou gets this wrong, you win. Uh, I know, right? It's it was it was a follow up of just seeing if you would double down on your victory, but um, I think you did monster and you did killer, which means you get psychological. I believe that is correct. Alrighty, well, if you are ready for something, I'll lay it on me. All right, you get. You even get a multiple choice question. Isn't that crazy? All right. Buried from 2010 is set in what Middle Eastern country? Is it Iraq, Afghanistan, or Syria? Uh, Syria. Seriously? Joey, you've won. Congratulations. Nice. Wee. I am the champion of the world. <laughs> you are. I don't a know anything, God. and I still won, dude. You got the one question about the cabin in the woods, and that, and that was it. Your final Jeopardy came back, even though Lou had more money than you. It's true. I don't know something like something like that. Yeah, uh, it was Iraq. If anybody cares, but um. There's the horror movie edition of Trivial Pursuit type game that we played for Halloween. So, everyone, enjoy your Halloween. Enjoy this episode. In closing thoughts, gentlemen, uh, Joey, you're the victor, so you can speak first. Um, (laughs) I'm really happy I won tonight. I'd like to thank all my sponsors, endorsers, and everybody else that came out to see us tonight. And um, I just want to thank my mom, my dad, uh, my dog, my other dog, and yeah, that's all. Thank you. Thank you. Did you say I want to thank my dog? (laughs) And my other one. You're good. You're getting all the getting all the basis is there, Lou. Uh, just because the first half of your name is part of the word loser doesn't mean anything. What would you like to say? Yeah, you know, I mean, they uh, they can't all be zingers and just come back strong in the next uh, next episode. Fucking touch up on my you know 1950s uh, <laughs> actors and actresses no, Dude, directors. i didn't even i didn't even read the cards i just pulled them out i wouldn't mind using those hey again. if you fans who listen made it to the end for some reason or if you just have us on in the background and you're not really paying attention pay attention to this moment right here okay because send us some info on if you liked this if you liked when we did a trilogy even though it didn't work if you have suggestions, if you want us to play certain games, you know, we are open. That's why we did this movie today. It was suggested by a friend and I liked it. So I chose it as mine. Uh, maybe if we just do another horror, you know, suspense type movie in the future, because it doesn't matter what time of year we do, whatever type of movies here at Indecisive Opinions. Uh, maybe we'll play it then. Sound good, mm-hmm. right? Why not? Yeah. If you guys are down. See, because that's redemption. 
Joey was like, I got one question right in the overall grand scheme of things, but I won because of it. So it's really anybody's game here in lurking class. Popped your cherry. Bingo. Nice. See, he did that. He did that too. Yeah, he yeah, he did that in the in the in the movie when she was like Papa Cherry at Def Leppard concert and then did the thing. Do it, Joey. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, nice. Or Lou, whichever one of you knows how to do it. It's not me. There you go. Oh yeah, you do the Cameron. Who does the Cameron Fry? One of you guys does the Cameron. I do the Cameron Fry. Yeah, and I do the Daffy. I do the Daffy Duck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Cameron Fry, dude. I think I see my dad. Hey folks, thank you for listening to this installment of Indecisive Opinions. We will be back with our next episode in a few weeks, focusing on the Ruben Fleischer film, 30 Minutes or Less. It's got Jesse Eisenberg, Danny McBride, Aziz Ansari. It's going to be a blast. As always, check out Working Class. We are on Instagram. Follow us on there, please. And listen to our music on Bandcamp or Spotify or Apple Music. Plus Deezer, you know, a bunch of other places. Keep it real, everyone. We are working class, and we slay rock and roll.